Welcome back, everybody, to the Classy Bull Talk Show. I'm here with Jason. How's it going, man? Um, pretty good. Can't complain. Can't complain. Oh, you know, I could, but I won't. Why couldn't you? Why won't you? Because uh, complaining is uh, something that uh, losers do. And you and I both know. <laughs> That's a loser's man's game. <laughs> That's a losing man's game. <laughs> I don't... I, I'm one of those guys where, like, the... You know, you you know this about me. I never, ever, ever, ever complain, even when the worst possible things happen to me, ever. Yeah, I feel like that's not true about you, but okay. <laughs> 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 I mean, I could complain. I could. Easily. We all could. So what's your week been like? My week, uh, pretty good, you know, just same old, same old, playing a lot of video games, computer games, uh, online, talking to strangers, uh, not looking both ways for across the street, just usual gangster stuff. Usual usual shenanigans, GTA shenanigans? Yeah, not, not GTA so much. Uh, I've been playing a lot of this game called, uh, I don't know if you heard of it, Final Fantasy. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's a trip, man. Actually, it's like an it's like a bad trip that you don't want to go down because once you start playing it, like, like you you start looking at your Steam account and it says like in the last two weeks you played sixty hours of Final Fantasy and you're like, oh I don't God. think I did sixty hours of sleep in the last week. Somebody once put it into a, like a perfect picture was that if you looked at some of the hours that you put into video games and looked at like let's say let's turn it into like fifteen dollars an hour. Oh, I don't like thinking of that. How much money I could have... Do I consider my time working at Burger King to be the same as my time grinding in Final Fantasy? I hope not. For the record, I never worked at Burger King. I never tried. Never tried? You weren't You weren't good enough for the palace? No, I just go in there on my birthday, I take the crown, and I leave. <laughs> nice. You and I were talking about this last... Like a couple months ago, maybe. About, like, real in-game... Um, like real estate. What the? I, what game was that? I think I think it was a Second Life. There's like the highest in game in video game real estate transaction for like two million dollars or something ridiculous like that. I think it was actually more than that. Uh, I don't know. Two million dollars seems like a lot for an an in game house. Yeah, it wasn't like it wasn't like a house. It was like um it was like a mall right it was like this place that people oh. like travel and then uh, people can have stores and then they rent the store at that mall i wonder if anyone plays that game anymore second life i'm, I'm i don't doubt they people still play even the oldest mmos they're just small in population it's guild drama do you know what happened my fucking my childhood died when i logged into runescape why 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 did it die I just like remembered how many hours and all this stuff I had like built in that game, and my character is still there, still hanging around. Uh, and I, it's probably been like over a decade since I logged in. Well, uh, that means there's it's never too late for you to start again. But I just like I started playing. I'm like, wow, this game kind of sucks. <laughs> you know, they they have the new RuneScape, but they also have the old RuneScape. And it's called old school RuneScape. So did you did you go on that one or the new one? 
I'm not sure. I just literally went to the login page, put in my information, and then went in there. And it looked like how it used to. So maybe it's the old RuneScape. Oh, yeah, because there's a new RuneScape too. I wonder if that's mm. better. It's kind of maybe. Is it kind of like the classic WoW and and the new? Yeah, WoW? kind of. Yeah, yeah. They basically had the same idea, and it worked for both of them. I'm pretty sure lots of people play old school RuneScape. Like I get why people get into these games, like. <sighs> Because, like, you, you can talk to people, you'd, like, interact and everything. That's the only reason why I would play, like, the, the MMO games. Because, like, <sighs> playing it by yourself just doesn't sound appetizing to me. But I can see why people get addicted to it. I don't know. There's, uh, for me, I play mostly Final Fantasy. And some video games you play could have, uh, require a lot of, like, Twitch reflexes or something. So you have to be, like, a really good gamer, right? Mm-hmm. If you want to, if you want to do well, or maybe you're just going to do bad because you suck, or maybe you have to practice, right? And it's very competitive. Well, Final Fantasy is not really competitive at all. It's collaborative. You work with other people to accomplish uh, a goal, like doing a difficult dungeon, uh, or like in order to progress, you have to be in like a guild and collaborate with people. Well, not strictly, but that's like an easy. It's, it's easier to do than playing with strangers. I like the fact that it's cross-platform now. Well, not now. It's always been, but I like the fact that we discovered that. <laughs> I wonder what will happen when the PlayStation 5 comes out. Will they bring it to the PlayStation 5? Will they keep it on the PlayStation 4? I don't see why they wouldn't. I mean, I don't know, actually. Platform? <laughs> why not? <laughs> back it to back was to back. on PlayStation 3. I don't know if it still is. Man, I bet you logging into the PlayStation Store on the PlayStation 3, like not a single thing has changed they only just shut down the uh the wii store really yeah i just i i logged into uh xbox 360 and i bought um portal i bought the orange wow. box collection because i wanted to play portal i was just like feeling it and my pc's not working right so i was like oh i really want to play portal so I logged into my Xbox 360, and yeah, it's still going, and it's like updated and new. So my poor little Xbox is like struggling and like dying on the floor. But, um, oh yeah, I was able to download it, and just play it, and do backwards compatibility. But here's the thing: so I downloaded it on the Xbox 360 because I had it on the Xbox 360. I was able to play it on the Xbox One. So could you have downloaded it on the Xbox One? No, here's the thing, is that you needed to own it previously. You need to own it like in the, the last platform in order for it to go into the next platform, if that makes any sense. It's so bizarre. It's so weird, but I ended up having to... I conveniently had an Xbox 360 still. So And the Xbox One. Yeah. I honestly, I bought the Xbox One, probably played maybe 20 hours of games on it and haven't touched it since. I bought I bought it with uh, State of Decay. Oh, I don't know that game. Really? Oh, you might like that game. Oh, well, no, you're not, like, huge into the zombie games. No, not really. Yeah. So, like, State of Decay, it's a survival horror game, but, like, you play as like a group of survivors and you try and like build your base and like find resources and um yeah and build off of that but it's it's different because the characters you get have like different perks and abilities and they're all randomized right so 
and it has like a little bit of a backstory for each one of the characters as to why they're um you know they have these feats etc right so like, i think my main character the last time i played was like a because you have multiple characters you can play like multiple different survivors but the main guy i played as was a guy named stan and he was like a chemistry teacher at a high school it sounds like uh minecraft mixed with left for dead yeah pretty much and then yeah you have to like go through hordes and stuff like that it's it was it was really innovative and fun when it came out but now since that game came out, thousands of other games like that came out. Like I think after that, uh, seven days, seven days to die. That's pretty much Minecraft Zombie Edition. Every 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 game is kind of a ripoff of Minecraft, and Minecraft was a ripoff of another game. Yeah, I don't know. I was thinking, yeah, but that... you might you might get distracted trying to you might play that zombie game for a bit and then be like, eh, I don't really want to play a zombie game anymore. But when you play like Final Fantasy, you could be like. I'm doing dungeons today. And then the next day you'd be like, I really don't want to do a dungeon. And you'll just sit there and you'll do crafting. And you're like, I don't want to do crafting anymore. So then you do the story quest until you're like, I don't want to do the story quest anymore. I'm just going to go to this. Yesterday there was uh, uh, someone hanging out in the plaza who was a YouTube celebrity. It was uh, Ross O'Donovan from Game Grumps. Rubber Ross or Rubber Ninja, and he he tweeted out that he was standing in Limsa Lominsa, and someone gave him nine hundred ninety nine eggs, and he was gonna stand there and eat them all. And I logged in and I went there and watched him eat eggs. <laughs> he just watched them eat eggs. Yeah, I did. And there was a uh, there was about fifty other people standing right next to him. In fact, I had to leave that server because I was afraid it was gonna crash. I'm just imagining like all those little freaking anime emojis you can do in final fantasy with like the people clapping and like dancing and be like yes <laughs> celebrating all the eats eggs yeah it gets worse than that there's like fireworks and stuff everywhere and the, and there's someone playing playing the flute next to him playing like mariachi music and uh, uh and then every now and then he you, you could see in the chat he's like 496 left <laughs> and then he would tweet out a, a video with like uh some music in the background that he put to it like crawling in my skin <laughs> <laughs> eating all these fucking eggs i was there i watched him eat some eggs then i left i stood right next to him for a minute i was almost i was like being next to a celebrity i almost i saw the face of god i saw i saw rubber ross rubber ninja he was in limza lominza on Marlboro. Okay, so because I wanted to ask you about how the how the music system works in that game, because you can can you play like real music in that game? Yeah, so when you play as an archer, which is the class that you picked, yeah, when you get to level thirty, you finish all the archer quests, and then they say, "Hey, there's this dude chilling under a log in the forest who used to be really good archer. He might have some more stuff for you to do." And you go talk to that guy. And he's like, instead of having a bow, he's got a, a harp. And he's like, oh, you came here to learn archery? I haven't picked up the bow in many moons. I've instead turned to music. And, he's, and he plays you a song. And he's like, because uh, he used to be the greatest archer in the land. But there was some terrible battle where his whole team died. And he put down his bow since that day and, and became a, 
a recluse. He's basically the uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi, except rather than with the Force, it's with music. Yeah, but Obi-Wan wasn't great. Yeah, he put down the lightsaber. But he wasn't a good Jedi. He was like the best. He was a good Jedi. No. How was he not he was... a good Jedi? He defeated Anakin. Yeah, because Anakin got overly emotional. He took it. And, and he... Mustafar. Mustafar. Right? That's what it was, right? Yeah, and, and uh, Obi-Wan was by the book, right? He didn't let his emotions get involved. Anyway, that's kind of... There's a lot of stuff in Final Fantasy that's kind of like a nod to Star Wars, I think. And uh, eventually, uh, you go and, you yeah, you become a bard. And then you go and you get your instruments. And then you get this little option where first, when you get your instruments, it says, hey, uh, we have... Square Enix are like, you're not allowed to play any non-Square Enix songs, and even on top of that, there's a couple Square Enix songs that actually you're also not allowed to play. And uh, you have to like click, yes, I understand. And then, uh, I don't know if anyone actually follows that. Wait, can you like play like Return to Xanarkin from Final Fantasy X? Um, I don't know. What happens is you open up your menu, and then you have like 10 or 11 different instruments to choose from and you click on let's say the harp and then it will open another interface which is a piano keyboard and it has uh you can map buttons on your keyboard to the piano keyboard or you could if you're on pc you could just click on them and they will play notes so in theory could you like hook up a, a midi um piano to the computer yes and actually i did that I hooked up my my MIDI keyboard is connected to my computer, but Final Fantasy only recognizes presses from uh, your mouse and a keyboard, right? Oh, so you'd have to like you'd have to map those buttons. Yeah. So I what I had to do was map all of the keys on the virtual piano to my computer keyboard, and then I had to use a separate program to map the MIDI coming from my piano keyboard to be read at, by my computer as computer keys. <laughs> just to be able to play music in this game? Well, just if you want to use a, a, a piano keyboard to do that. And not only do you have to uh, let it know when you're pressing the key, but you have to also let it know when you're le letting go of the key. Otherwise, it only receives the first signal to turn on and never receives a signal to turn off. So I had to individually go in and map every key twice for pressing it down and then for lifting it too. Oh my god. So that took me a long time, but now that it's done, I can just do that whenever. Although I don't find myself doing that very often. Mostly I just I'll just open up the thing and I'll just click on the piano anyway. You should just go busking in like in the town in like the town server. Mm. Some people take it a step further because if you can convert MIDI into a computer keyboard press, that means you could just have it read a MIDI file rather than uh, reading incoming MIDI signals. So you could, you can, for instance, just take an already made MIDI file and have it play in sequence into your computer, and then it will play it out loud, essentially like a jukebox. Okay, so like they could play, <laughs> you could play a Linkin Park's Crawling in Your Skin? <laughs> yeah, they can, they do. You can tell, you can tell who is doing that and who is actually playing because they won't make any mistakes if they're using the MIDI software. And I think that that's definitely not allowed, but Square Enix they don't monitor it. looks the other way, I think. I haven't done that. I, I don't see any point in doing that. I, I'd rather just 
it's it's more fun to play it on the keyboard. What are some like games that are nostalgic for you? Like things that you've played growing up that like you love and would always play because you grew up playing it. Oh, well that's a super easy question for me because I I do speed runs of uh right now Donkey Kong Country for the Super Nintendo. Oh yeah, I was watching you play that. Man, I I love Donkey Kong Country, but there's no way in hell I could like try and force myself to do a speed run of it because I would just die all the time cuz even when I play it normally, I die excessively. It's only only with the first one that I'm that good. If I pop in the second one or the third one, it would take me quite a while. I could learn how to speedrun it, but it would take me a lot longer. The first one is just a lot simpler. There's only 40 levels. It's uh not that hard. I don't think. I mean, my my record right now is one hour and 12 minutes from start to finish. I, mean, I don't know what the metric is on that, if that's good or not. I don't know. It seems, I mean, like, the world record is, like, 30 minutes. Oh, my God. So it, it's still way off from the world record, but I don't know. It's probably better than anyone I know could be. <laughs> Could speed they could play that at. I definitely couldn't do that. The one I grew up playing, actually, I, I shouldn't say the Donkey Kong Country one because the only one I owned was Donkey Kong Country three with the uh, with the little baby Kong. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. What was that? It was a baby Kong or is it Chunky? His name was Kitty. Kitty Kong. Oh. Chunky is from Donkey Kong sixty four. Yeah, I was just gonna say that game and Donkey Kong sixty four were like nostalgic games for me, like. I remember playing multiplayer uh, on the N64 with my neighbor and and a couple of buddies from school. We would just play the crap out of it. That was like Call of Duty to us. That and freaking Banjo and Kazooie. Same thing. We would play multiplayer. Those are all rare games from Rareware. Yeah, I could play it. And, And I think the reason why I come back to Donkey Kong Country all the time is because it's like pretty short. It, it doesn't overstay its welcome. It's got pretty small goals to do in it, but it's just challenging enough so that when you finish a run, the first thought you have is, I bet I could do that again a bit faster. Yeah, the levels aren't overly obnoxiously long, right? Like, I, no, I get what you're some saying. of them only take me like 10 seconds. Plus you have that teleport barrel, right, that throws you across the map. To me, the original Final Fantasy on the, uh, on the was it Super Nintendo? No, it was Final Fantasy 2. Yeah, it was called like a of called Adventure Quest Final Fantasy 2 for the Super Nintendo. Was it Adventure Quest or was it Mystic Quest? No, it was Adventure Quest. Cuz I have a cartridge that's Final Fantasy Mystic Quest. And I think the Adventure Final Fantasy Adventure is for Game Boy actually. Oh, uh, maybe you're right then. Maybe it is Mystic Quest. I don't know. I just it looked like Game Boy when you played it and that game being turn-based strategy, that was like Oh yeah, growing up, that was my jam. Yeah, that game I think mostly is known for the music in it. It's got some pretty sick music. Yeah, I just uh, I actually just downloaded Final Fantasy VII, so this is a this is a confession. Oh, did you do the uh, the remake? I just downloaded it. I haven't played it yet. I'm gonna do like a I'm gonna do like a video series on it because I have never played. Have you played the original one? No, I have never played the original. I don't know what the story's about. I know the characters specifically because of just talk people talking about it or um or because of Kingdom Hearts. I'm very excited to play it cuz I I don't like I don't know what I'm getting into, so it's going to be exciting. I feel, I think I remember hearing that the 
Final Fantasy VII Remake is kind of also like a reimagining of Final Fantasy VII, and that people that played the original one will will really enjoy it. Like, I'm not sure if it matters to have played the original one. I hope not, because if it's anything like, I don't know, I could just download the it's original. More like a, it's it's not the same as the first one at all. Like, it's it's like a reimagining of it. Yeah, I think they use the same game engine as um, 14. Or 15, maybe. 15? Yeah, 15. 14 is the uh, MMO. The one with the, the royal family. Yeah, the car. That game looks really cool, but it, I, I, I never got into it. I love that game. It takes a while. I'll, like, when I played it, it was, like, pretty vanilla. Like, it was very cut and dry. Um, but like, ha- nah, maybe less than halfway through, I think I got to chapter four before it started getting like really interesting where you start like doing your character tree upgrades and then you can actually start playing as the other characters instead of just the one guy. Plus every time you would like sit at a camp and make food, it looks so delicious. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> just like chocobo egg soup or something uh-huh. like that. Like a lot super- of really good in-game food. Yeah. Yeah. It, you know when a game in-game food is so good that people actually like make YouTube videos to try and mock and make it yeah, like yeah. authentic. A buddy of mine at work actually was telling me that PlayStation came out with this program called Dream. Have you oh, heard of this? Yeah, I've seen it. It looks crazy. Where you can like you can just like make animations, or you can make like a like an animation series, like a movie series. Or you can make a video game. Mm-hmm. Right? So, um, anyway, he showed me this video. He's explaining it to me. But then he shows me this uh, video. And with it, a guy made a 3D rendering of spaghetti. Mm. Right? So, Which made me want to tell you because you love spaghetti. So, like, it literally, it literally looked like if I was looking at spaghetti. It looked so real. They had to, like all the lighting and everything, all the textures. And then you you can like zoom in like you're like a little insect and walk on the spaghetti and the noodles like fall over. It's crazy. Wow. Spaghetti simulator is what you're saying. <laughs> exactly. The simulator inside a simulator. Uh, liking spaghetti is like such an easy trait to have. I don't know. It's not really notable, but maybe that's, I mean, what is there not to like about it? You can have it your way. Some people will just have noodles with butter. Yeah, that's also pretty good. I just got a bunch of recipes. So I just started managing a pasta restaurant. And uh-huh. yeah, so cool. literally they have so many different recipes and they make their own noodles and stuff like that. And they make the sauce. They make the sauce. They make the pasta. They make the noodles themselves. Mm, they, have a- they make the noodles. Yeah, they have a pasta extruder, it's called. Cool. That and sounds they super like, badass. They make it like in the morning and then it dries and then they have it in little like nests. Yeah, they actually portion it. So they'll like make it and then they'll like, it, they'll have it like pouring out of the extruder and then they'll slice it and then it keeps coming out and then they'll wrap it up or they'll like fold it and let it dry and sit in the fridge. And then they, and they that's these, their like, spaghetti like, for the it day. It looks like a bird nest, right? Yeah. And do they have to make it every day, or do they make it every other day, or what? No, every every single day it's fresh. So they do have other noodles that they can use um, that they let dry and package. 
we're gonna eventually gonna start selling the pasta itself but wow yeah that's cool right but i just got some recipes i'm gonna make them from home because they just sound so good yeah i remember when i worked at a restaurant that the sauces were always really good they made them from scratch and they had the alfredo sauce once you know uh, how how much cheese and milk and goes in the alfredo <laughs> <laughs> you're like this is definitely not good for you but oh this is so delicious <laughs> exactly that's why it's always at every restaurant because most of those things are super easy to make just throw yeah, it in a pan and there you go so good and you might as well do it man. chicken carbonara bolognese so a proper car- a proper carbonara has a raw egg in it raw egg yolk but I don't think you're allowed to serve that, are you? Absolutely can. It just has to be at to a certain temperature, right? So when, then you're fine. Man, the Carbonara, I think, had like 1,200 calories in a single serving. I don't know if that's a lot, but it sounds like a lot. I mean, uh, I just remember that there were cookies that they sold in the vending machine at high school that were 400 calories each. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. So I like. I imagine all of all of calories are just how many of those cookies would it be? So it's like three of those cookies. <laughs> just it's not even that much. That. I could eat three of those cookies easily. It's like that. Yeah, it's nothing. You remember how how much of your life was you just wishing you had two dollars? And I was thinking that the other day. Like well, at one point in your life, I could have a cookie. Oh. At what point in your life does it become where like a loony becomes? The I don't know. I feel like the new currency is like twenty dollars is a new one dollar in our life as an adult. Yeah, it's true. That's a pretty easy comparison. Yeah, you need twenty bucks to do anything, and then anything nice, anything like more significant than that, a hundred bucks. Everything kind of cool costs a hundred bucks. New video game, hundred bucks. New controller, hundred bucks. Your uh, Wi-Fi or whatever, hundred bucks. It's just an easy number for them to slap at you. Hundreds. It's nuts. I mean, don't get me wrong. Like, I don't know. With this whole pandemic thing, I thought things were also going to get a little bit cheaper, you know? Because instead, everything seems to be a little bit more inflated. Oh, well, there. I think people would be... The, the demand for certain things would go up, right? Yeah. Well, because I went to the... People went, are spending a lot more time at home, hopefully. Yeah, which is good. So people are buying things more online. Which I think people, I think that's where things are gonna go. More focusing on online transactions and stuff. I literally just bought my groceries to deliver to my house tomorrow. Yeah, I've been doing that too. The last like six months, my groceries just show up. Like I never have to leave my house again. <laughs> if I make, <laughs> if you made money from home, you would never have to leave your home. How scary of a thought is that? Not that scary. You can just go out if you want. Like. I know, but like, what's that uh, phobia where you stay inside all the time? I don't know. You're a hermit. You're agoraphobic. Yeah, agoraphobe. That's what it is. I think that's like fear of the open sky, though, or large spaces. Oh, was fear of the outside, like being outside of your comfort, like your home, or your comfort home, comfort of your I home. I know. But I, that's kind of me right now. I, um, but if I ever tell people that, they're like, oh, well, let's go out and do this. And I'm like, I don't want to. <laughs> and you're like, ah. <laughs> Just scream. I don't want to go out. <laughs> I went outside today. It was so hot. 
Ugh, it's hot nice. outside. It's, it's super humid here. Terrible weather. Literally had three days of summer. That's it. Lots of mosquitoes. I broke my lawnmower the other day. On mosquitoes? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's just a fucking mountain of mosquitoes. <laughs> I don't know. I don't even remember how I broke it. Uh, What happened? Oh, no. Yeah. Okay. So it's an electric lawnmower. So it's plugged in. And you it, run over like, the cord? No. Okay. So I haven't done my lawn in a long time. <laughs> like, think of like the appropriate amount of time you should wait to cut your lawn before it becomes out of hand and then times that by 10. You know, my, my parents <laughs> just pay the neighbor kids to do it. I don't live by any decent human being right now. What? You're, there's no neighbor kids at the end of the road that would mow your lawn? I also don't want them to come in my backyard. Like, my front yard's not bad. It doesn't really grow all that much. The backyard is, like, grown like weeds because that's where the dogs do their business. That's what you do is you, you delegate tasks. You're like, I wonder how, how, how long does it take to mow your front and back lawn? About two hours. Two hours? How yeah. much land is that? I think I have about, in total, back and front, about half an acre. Oh, that means nothing to me. <laughs> That's it's my fault, probably though, not knowing. No, it's okay. From you, from your apartment to the to the elevator. Oh. Yeah. That's for the backyard, or. Yeah, my for backyard and front yard. Man, but if you. Man, but if you <laughs> mowed and you kept your lawn, you you could like play croquet and stuff. I know. I I actually like going outside in my yard because it's nice, it's big, and the dogs love being out there. I don't know why, but the small dog likes to dig holes now, which is really oh, no. shitty with the grass being so long that I would like fall in a small hole. <laughs> I like pop an ankle just walking in my backyard, but because I haven't mowed it. Anyway, so I mowed the lawn, and this poor little electric lawnmower could not handle it. Because, like, it takes two hours, like, just to mow it all. Um, mowing it when it hasn't been mowed for this long, it took, it's taken a couple of days. Like, I've had to go in and out of it every every other day. It's Sounds still like not you done. you need like, a, a ride mower for that much. Yeah. That's enough land that, like, if you got the neighbor kid to mow it... And let's say I was the neighbor kid, I would have been like, man, screw you. I'm not doing this. You want me to use a push mower and you're going to make me pay for the fuel? That's going to cost more in fuel than you're going to pay me. Well, okay, so I'll ride on lawnmower because I went to the store to go buy a new lawnmower because this electric one died. Like even just for a standard like crappy ride on lawnmower, it was like 600 bucks. Yeah. Big deal. That's nuts. why in every TV show, Dad is always so stoked when someone buys him a new lawnmower. <laughs> <laughs> well, th I was—that's also what I was thinking too. Because like you said, that every every birthday, Christmas gift, you always give your dad a Canadian Tire gift card. Uh -huh. I'm just like, yeah. I'm just like, man, I get it. I wish. <laughs> I wish. <laughs> now that's crucial too. Is that you don't actually get something from Canadian Tire for him because his what he likes is going to Canadian Tire. That's part of the gift, the idea that you get to go there and spend some money that you didn't, that wasn't yours, you know? Yeah, you bought him a reason to go to I Canadian Tire. I bought him Tire. a trip to Canadian Tire, yeah. But there's so much at Canadian Tire. You can, like, buy anything there. You can buy tires. That's, that's the big thing right now. 
Like, I didn't realize it. Until, like, when I bought my car, it came with both summers and winters. But now I've ran them both down that I have to replace both of them. So this is my last season on my summer and my last season on my winters. Oh, no, I had to buy new winters this season. So then when I have to swap them over to my summers, I'll have to buy new summers. A lot of that's um, a lot of coin to drop. Started about tires, dude. Yeah, they're not <laughs> cheap. I don't even want to tell you what my entire situation is. It's not good. Probably, probably dangerous. Frankly, I just use two tires. I figure if I do one on once on the driver's side and one on diagonally behind, and then I'll, I'll rotate the spare as the third one, and then I just tell people not to sit in the driver's seat. Otherwise, we'll tip over. Yeah, I will never forget the story that you told me about, like, someone's tire flopping off and hitting the roof of someone's house. <laughs> Did that happen? I don't know. I remember we were, like, driving up the hill, and you were telling me this story that, like, um, you're always terrified of, like, doing your own tires in case, like, it falls off and hits the roof of someone's house. I don't know what you're talking about. How would it fall? How would it hit someone's house? By, like, coming off the road, going down the hill, and hitting the top of someone's house. Oh, that's a very specific fear, and I'm glad to say that I think I've overcome it. <laughs> In fact, here's a good, uh, good piece of like advice if you're trying to impress a girl. Uh, girls really, in my experience, like it to, when you have to change a tire in front of them. Okay, explain further. Well, I mean, I once I was on a date, and I blew a tire because I drove over a curb in the parking lot. Okay. Yeah, then I had to change the tire. and <laughs> You just, like, as soon as you finish putting the last bolt in, she's just like, do me now. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> he was very impressed, I'll tell you that. There's apparently plenty of people that could not put on their own tire. Yeah, it's gotten to the point in my household where, like, if I do the dishes, Sharice is like, oh, my God, you're so hot right <gasps> oh. now. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> Just because I'm, like, keeping the house clean. <laughs> you, if you're mowing the lawn, do you have uh, lawn mowing shoes? No, I just use... I'm I'm wild. I just have, like, these really shitty flip-flops I use. Oh, my God. Flip-flops. Oh, yeah. My feet are my feet are green at the end of the day. That sounds really dangerous. You need at least some sneakers. Some, like, white sneakers that turn all the way green. Living on the edge. Have you ever, like, fell asleep on your hand or fell asleep on your knee or something? Or, like, on your leg and, like, your foot falls asleep? Oh, yeah, yeah. What, What is the purpose of, like, getting that fucking pins and needles feeling in your hand or, or extremities? What is the purpose? Like, what, is, what happens there? Is it because, like, the there's your nerves are, like, not getting enough blood or whatever? You know, I'm not a doctor. I don't really know. But I, that sounds as reasonable as anything else, right? Lack of blood flow. That's what happens when you... You cutting off blood flow, right? So then I don't know. Then it all comes back or something. Uh, I couldn't tell you. All I know is um, even worse than that feeling is the feeling when you were like ten or eleven, and then you you start getting taller. And I don't know about you, but I I grew a lot, and I would have like the pains in my legs from them like stretching out in the middle of the night. What? Yeah, as as your legs get longer as you sleep i've had like i've had like bed sores for being in <laughs> bed for too long but i've never had the i've never felt my legs expanding 
Like I'm a pretty I'm a pretty lanky guy. You're pretty tall. It must not have happened. It must have happened more gradually for you. I think for me, it happened in the course of like a year, and then every night it would just be it was painful. Sounds awful. I know. I you always get. Uh, I would always get like sharp pains in my back because my my rib cage was expanding. I knew there that much go. when I was when I was growing pains. Like I'd have like a fucking yeah, 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 yeah. knife shooting pain. But never in your legs. No. Okay, so the pins and needles feeling is a, it happens because your nerves are decompressing because of Ooh, lack of blood flow. That is gross. So they constantly pulse and inflame. That makes sense. There's even like a one step further if you like, oh god, if you like cut your hand or cut like a an artery and restrict blood flow going to your arm, it gets worse. Your extremities? Yeah, imagine like you severed an artery in your arm. You get the same feeling because obviously you're losing blood. I don't like that idea. Losing blood from my arm. You remember the movie um, Doctor Strange? I didn't watch it actually, but that's uh, Benedict Cumberbatch, right? Yeah. There's a scene in there that I knew, like, I had had to warn you to not watch it because there's a scene in there that I knew would just, like, make you cry oh, is it like where all tans get broken and stuff yeah they're like he gets in a car accident and the the dash of his vehicle goes over the steering wheel of his hands and crush it and then he wakes up and he's got all these fucking pins and like rods sticking out of his hands i was like oh god that'd be nightmare fuel for jason sorry i i have to give a sponsor shout out to who? Uh, yeah, for uh, for Brian's uh, body pillow company. No, don't you dare! I was so mad. I'm in the chat with him, and he's no, I was me. so mad when you sent that. When he sent that, I was. It's genius. I'm so mad because it was genius. Because I had a link and everything. No, it was just. And what did it link to, Connor? What did it link to? Never gonna give you up. Never. Gonna... <laughs> That's right. I got Rick Roll. I had to be tricky about it because normally when you post a link to a YouTube video, it shows you what the YouTube video is. So I went to a specific website that disguises Rick Roll as whatever you want it to be. <laughs> it's freaking body pillow. <laughs> I, I, I'd get two. I was going to ask because I, I wanted to watch Brian play Ocarina of Time for the first time. Because, like, what a, what a freaking, like, beautiful thing. Like it is beautiful. I, I remember the first time I played Ocarina of Time, and then being able to watch and experience somebody else learning and playing and doing all the puzzles of that same game, I just yeah, it's beautiful. I would tell him that you want to see him play. What he has to do like a video series or something. Well, he's just streaming it on uh, Discord. Maybe he'll do it for Majora's Mask. I got to the part. Uh, uh, he just got to the part where he finished the second dungeon in Ocarina of Time. Second dungeon as a kid? Yeah. He doesn't... What you can t Don't tell him what happens. He doesn't even know. Oh, yeah. No spoilers. <laughs> yeah. You think that everybody knows that, but not everybody Still, knows that's so, that. Oh, my God. That's so exciting. Ah, I am um, so exciting. Because I, I kind of want to play... I want to have him play at least one time through without any kind of spoilers or, or, inter or interruptions. But then the next time, like, either you or him... We should have you guys like stream it, and then we can like, what the hell is it called? Where people stream their their game, and then in the comments they get like recommended to like do things like, 
Ah, oh, throw away your sword. <laughs> Fight this boss without a sword. I don't know. It sounds like a challenge. Yeah, I can't remember what it's called. I'm not but sure if that's a thing. It is a thing, yeah. So the streamers will go on Twitch, and then they'll have, like, I can't remember what it's called, but it's a type of stream, and they'll play, like, Fortnite or something, and they'll be like, yeah, drop weapon. And then you have to drop your weapon, and then keep going around, and you might not have any weapon. And then somebody would be like, oh, pick up weapon. And then they pick up the weapon. We'll pick up another weapon. It might be like a fishing rod or something. And you like try and kill somebody with a fishing rod. I see. Basically adds like a whole other challenge they factor to, to the game. They have to do it or, or, they could, or they're just doing it because Chad asked them, asked them to. Yeah, they have to do it. Most of the time it's because of um, they're doing it for like charity and stuff. Right? So when people tell the streamer to do something, they like donate money. So they like donate a dollar and then they tell them to do something. Ah, I see. Yeah. And you got to honor the donation. Yeah. I know the, I'm thinking of Ninja, right? So when Ninja was doing that, he did it like a children's charity, like a Fortnite challenge stream. Right. Mm -hmm. So then, mm -hmm. cause he's so good at Fortnite that like adding in that extra challenge factor made it so that it was a whole different gaming experience. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, at that point, he's also like one of the best players at that game. So, I don't even think anything you tell him would be a challenge. I will never understand box fighting. I just, I, I will never get it. Even when I started playing on the PC for Fortnite, I was just like, I, I refuse. I, I mainly refuse to do it because I just don't. I just will never get it. I gave up on playing that game because it's too hard. That's why I, I was gonna say, circling back to talking about final fantasy that you can play final fantasy and basically have like 50 percent of your brain turned off yeah i like that aspect i like that i i think a, a year ago i would have been like no i need to play the hardest games and i'm gonna be an intense gamer but after playing those games and getting frustrated dying to people who are clearly so much better than me i would rather play that is asking so very little of you so very little <laughs> yeah there's a time and a place for challenging games right it's like playing those solo games like some people are like oh yeah i play it on the hardest difficulty because that's the only way to play this game not always true sometimes you just want to play it for the sake of playing it or watch it cinematic plenty of games that are fun to watch uh, i started playing suck uh ghost of tashima almost said sakuro <laughs> yeah so i played ghost of tashima Ghost of uh, that's Sekiro Shadows Dry died Shadows Dry Shadows <laughs> Die Twice Shadows Dry Twice once when they die and then once when they dry yeah so I mean that game is exactly what I'm looking for in a game I was trying to think because like there's certain games I like playing and there's certain games I don't like playing or there's certain games I can only play in certain ways I don't know I'm, I'm a little bit picky like I said I can play Final Fantasy as long as I'm playing with friends or with other people I can't play it by myself. But games like like Shadow of the Tomb Raider or any of the Tomb Raider series of the newest games, I can easily play. Like those survival survival one-player role-playing games. Like those are like, that's my jam. All, the, but do, how many of those do you actually finish, though? I see you play a lot of games from the beginning, but I never see you finish them. <laughs> okay. I have, this weird, I have this weird thing, and it actually happened with most recently with um, The Breath of the Wild. I will play a game, and if I like the game so much, I won't beat it. Like I'll get to the real, like the far, like the closest to the end as possible, humanly possible. And currently, I'm doing that with Breath of the Wild. 
So before I beat the game, I need to ensure that I have beaten it 100%. So I've collected everything, I've done all the outside challenges. And as you know, in Breath of the Wild, there's thousands of things you can get and, and unlock in that thing, in that game. Yeah, yeah. So you you purposely don't finish it? Why? Well, because it's just so amazing. It's just like you don't want it to end. You know? For me, I I look I like playing through the initial run because then you can come back and play through it again and you can go for a 100% run and then maybe you can go for and maybe you have to use a guide to find all the stuff right or uh you could start doing speed runs how fast can i beat the game that game is good for speed runs too i think but breath of the wild uh, yes yeah yeah i could see that being a good game to speed run yeah well because you can just go and fight the final boss right away actually Exactly. Yeah. When I played this game called Untitled Goose Game, have you played that game? <laughs> yes, I've seen I've seen people play it, and I've also played it myself. It's awesome. I I have one hundred percented it, and I have done speed runs of that game because once I finished it, I was like, I can't stop playing the Goose Game. I have speed run it. So, yeah, Ghost of Tsushima. It's it's amazing. It's it's based in. Um, authentic traditional japan in 1700s i can't even remember i don't think it actually gives you a year but it's during the samurai era um and the invasion with the mongolians coming into japan so you are on the island of Tsushima. i can't say it properly but uh and you are a samurai named jin and essentially you are the last of your samurai um clan which is the Sakai clan. <clears throat> Essentially, the Mongolians, it starts off, right, it literally starts you off in the middle of the Mongolian war against the Samurais. Most of the Samurais die, and the Mongolians, like, wipe majority of them out. And the Samurai leader um, gets captured. And he, they're, the Mongolians are trying to get him to convert over um, all of the land and all of the people in Toshima to... Mon the Mongolians. Your character, Jin, gets he like gets really injured in battle. He falls in, in, in this battle. He gets uh healed by a, a thief. Right? So this thief is trying to get you to help her heal like find her brother and get her off the island, essentially. Right? So then in order for you to like progress and, and progress in the game and progress um against the Mongolians, he starts having to do things that are against his culture, right? So as a samurai, it's all about honor, facing facing your opponent, you know, um, letting them fight honorably. And, you know, like if they fall over, you let they, they stand back up and they fight you directly so that you can properly beat them kind of thing. Whereas in this, um, he's having to like stealth behind them and, and stealth kill them and like do all that stuff, which... The Mongolians aren't prepared for. So the, the leader of the Mongolians, he's learned the language um, of, uh, he's learned Japanese, right? And he's studied the history of the samurais for years. So he knows like their strategies and their tactics. And he uses their honor system as a weakness. Know your enemy, yeah. Exactly. So when your character comes in and starts doing these like, morally questionable things the, the mongolians aren't prepared for it 
you eventually like start doing four D chess. Yeah, four D chess exactly. So like you like learn you get like poisons and stuff like that. Start using smoke screens and like get like killing people with bows and poison like blow darts and poisoning people uh, with blow darts. It's a basically this for one the story is awesome. The gameplay is pretty fun. It's a little bit janky. Um, like the camera is probably the only thing in terms of the gameplay that I would, would change. Like when you're playing it, it really tries to be super cinematic. So like you're riding on the horse and it's just like state it's stationed right behind your character and it really looks like you're watching a movie. It looks cool, but when you're playing, it feels really awkward. I think the coolest part of that game is when you have to do the one-on-one duels. Yeah. Where there's just like one button and you just go and you like slice the guy in half. Mm-hmm. That's the cool part. Hey, I just look looking on Wikipedia like the Mongol invasions of Japan, which took place in the year twelve seventy four and twelve eighty one. So there were multiple invasions. Were major military efforts undertaken by Kublai Khan to conquer the Japanese archipelago after the submission of Korean Kingdom of Goryeo to vasseldom so they, they conquered korea and then they went oh we can now let's try and conquer japan that was in 1274 it's like medieval times oh that's awesome yeah medieval japan dude. so even farther than what i was talking about 1700 like yeah I, that was yeah well, like 500 years earlier <laughs> oh yeah 1700s yeah that actually sounds oh that sounds right but it's like what 1700s isn't that like the freaking industrial age or the renaissance yeah age? it's it's the renaissance leading into like the baroque era uh and i don't know I, i'm not super familiar with the history of japan but i think that there was a time where uh, they closed themselves off from other countries up until like the year 1860 or something so there's like a there was quite a significant amount of time where although the rest of the world was having an industrial revolution perhaps the japan was still like feudal society with with samurais and stuff that would make sense it's a lot i think there's a lot of history to look at and if you think that the history of japan goes back a lot then you go look at the history of china and it's like thousands and thousands of years of different dynasties and it's crazy i just think it's so interesting i don't know i don't know why it takes video games to inspire me on all these things like when i started playing tomb raider what about movies too movies not so much. When I started playing Shadow of the Tomb Raider or like the Tomb Raider series when it started off on the PlayStation 3, um, I played the crap out of that game. But when I started playing it, I just got obsessed with using the bow and arrow because it's just so... I don't know what it is. Like shooting somebody dead square in the face with an arrow is just very satisfying in gameplay. So, so when I say it inspired me, I ended up buying like a set of... Um, bows with arrows and start learning how to shoot bows, right? And then now with Ghost of Tsushima, <laughs> I uh, ended up buying a samurai sword because I'm just like, oh, this speaks to my culture because being partly Japanese, I'm just like, oh yeah, this. <laughs> I need to own a samurai sword. <laughs> well, I I think that's cool that you could uh, become interested in the. Uh, you could develop other hobbies and interests from video games. That's nice. It's kind of like where my outlet extends. It would be like, uh, I don't know, if you saw someone 
a very nice painting and then decided that you wanted to paint. Whatever happened to you doing J- Jason draw stuff? Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, uh, I had an idea of doing a, a series where I'm learning how to draw, but I, I became reclusive again. I thought it was fun. Should do like a live stream of it. I'll stream. Uh, I'd like to make like pixel art now, so maybe I'll stream some pixel art. Yeah, just do like suggestions and stuff like that, or get like scenarios. Do like a a ten page comic or something like that. I think uh, if you're streaming, in that sense, it becomes uh, a lot more stressful than you think it's going to be. You're like, this is this is easy. I'll take suggestions, this, and this is the thing I do all the time, and it'll be fun and easy. But actually, it's it gets kind of intense when. You put on the spot, and then you feel like, ah, oh, it's got to be good, or I'm going to disappoint people. Ah, oh, man, you're putting way too much pressure on it. If you're just doing it for fun, like, look at these. Like, do t- talking on a podcast, like, th- to me, this is just entertainment. As soon as it becomes a chore or becomes, uh, you know, work, I probably would, wouldn't would do it anymore. I enjoy just, like, sitting here talking. and yeah, It's an interesting idea, and it's fun to do, and it's a good uh, change of pace. But that's the thing is that if if you are streaming something and it feels like it's like pressurized or you know it it becomes more pressure with people watching, then maybe it's not meant to be streamed. <laughs> I guess so. But it was a similar thing where if you were if you were in a band or you like performing music, um, you can go to an open mic or you could right you could go to an open mic. And the, it's in the name. Anyone can perform, right? So you can go up there and just play your song or play your cover or whatever. And uh, many people get just horrified at the idea of doing that, right? But mm-hmm. but I, we, we have an idea that um, we're going to fail and that the only way to perform is to be perfect at performing. And And actually, I teach people that play piano that that's something that we have to go through all the time is they don't want to play in the recital right Mm -hmm. they're like listen that's just not for me it's going to be stressful but actually part of learning music is is performing but it's like a separate thing just like learning proper posture and learning your skills and learning to play your song it's an aspect of playing right and it needs to be practiced just like those other aspects so your performing needs to be practiced which is to say that the first performance is going to suck and the second performance, probably too. But the only way to get better at it is by performing at every opportunity. And then the feeling of, of stress goes away. Just as, just as when you sit to play the piano, at first your fingers are awkward and uh, it feels weird to ha- hold them in the shape that you need to. And you end up like uh, leaning on the piano or something or not sitting up straight. You need to learn that for muscle memory, just like you need to when you perform. And then also when you perform is not a guarantee that you're not going to make mistakes, but another skill to learn is how to recover from mistakes. Even the best uh, concert pianists make mistakes, but they're so good at recovering from those mistakes that most people would never even tell unless they were looking directly at the music. Yeah, I guess that's true. So it's it's rather like if you want to be... So if, if streaming is, is stressful, that's good. It means you're practicing it, right? Like even the, the... If you look at like really, really good top streamers or top musicians right and you see them performing and they're playing the most amazing thing like like let's say there's a, a band and there's a musician and they're playing some song and it's it's so difficult right and it's it's amazing and they do it flawlessly in front of a huge like hundred thousand people watching them or, or whatever right 
mm-hmm. not to say that they don't get stressed out about it because they probably do but they, they've had a lot of experience performing right so you never see you usually don't see someone performing something really difficult and think wow it looks like they're having a really hard time with that it always looks like it's so easy for them well especially if you're not like well especially if you don't know anything about that performance right Mm-hmm. But but even for me, if I'm a, a piano player and I see someone performing something really, really difficult and they're doing it like flawlessly, it looks like they're barely doing any effort. A scale or something, passage that looks like, for me, looks really, really difficult, they do it with like hardly any movement, like, like brushing some dust off of their shoulder or something. Because it is that easy for them, because they practiced it that much. Mm-hmm. So uh, you, you look at the top streamers, and then look at someone who's got no viewers and sometimes the top streamers are doing basically nothing they're just sitting there like they're maybe not even good at the game they're playing or whatever but people are into it because they're into that streamer right yeah that's what i heard is that practicing streaming but only not only that but consistency is like the big thing yeah like well that's how practice works too right you have to be consistent practice all yeah. the time because what was it ninja said that he had to like he had to stream a thousand times before he started getting views over like eight people but all i mean he's very successful but also take what he says with a grain of salt because he said some pretty dumb stuff too yeah i believe that (laughs) like uh what is there it's like a pretty famous quote that's like if you're not tilted from losing then you've already lost or something like that like you have to be that uh, emotionally tilted. invested in your game tilted is when you start to lose because you're because you're mad what that sounds silly that sounds silly it's okay to be mad when you're tilting you can be you can be upset but i don't know i think a big part of um not everybody has eight hours a day to stream what do you say to those people don't stream yeah i was just thinking that i'm like how the fuck do people get time to do any of these things i barely have time to do like sit down for an hour and be like okay let's chat you know what I mean? Yeah. You don't need to, like, so those are, these obviously very successful, but I'm, he's also just as lucky as, as he is successful, right? Yeah, that's the other piece of, like, success is that luck absolutely comes into a factor. But you also need to measure what, what do you think is success? Because if success is just having fun, like you said, then you've already done it. Yeah, that's what I mean. I'd rather just, like, do something because it's entertaining and fun, and if something comes of it, great. If something doesn't, whatever. If uh, I'm having fun doing it. Right? It's the same thing as, like, why anybody would do, like, learn music or, or, or do any of that stuff. They're not doing it. They shouldn't do it because they want to be famous, right? They should do it because they want to learn music or because they enjoy playing music. There, there becomes a point, though, where where casually playing something like casually learning the, the piano is not good enough anymore because you've made it to such a point where if you want to improve, actually you have to start taking it seriously. And a lot of people just go, I don't want to take it seriously. So they just end up continuing to learn casually, which is fine, but you have to understand that that's what you're doing, that you've made the, that you made a choice. To, and that at this point, if you want to get substantially better as a player, you would have to follow you'd have to be more strict with your practice and you'd have to practice specific things, right? Because you've got the basics down so well. Mm-hmm. Now we need to move on to more advanced things, right? Yeah, you'd have to start practicing the things that you know you're not good at or follow the Royal Conservative music chart, right? With Conservatory, like... yeah. So so you make those decisions, though. Of do I want to... Uh, what are my goals? And am I okay with being um, like 
good enough is this as far as i really want to take my music right or you can like if, if they want to do it as a career then yeah then you have to start taking it seriously right i get that yeah right not even as being famous but just saying i want to be a better piano player because what well, i'm not going to train you to be famous i don't know how to do that but i can <laughs> yeah. teach you i can teach you how to be better at playing the piano and i know this i know the steps i know them well and they get to be very 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 tough the way that you taught myself and i know my my brother would say the same thing with when you're helping him learn music theory is that you've taught us both enough to be able to teach ourselves right which is a really incredibly useful tool because yeah if we wanted to take it seriously or if we wanted to like peek at what we want to be doing at least we have that ability to take it one step further if we needed to right yeah you want to you want your teacher to point you in the right direction yeah exactly and then let you know what the plan is because sometimes you have, your teacher will have you do a bunch of things and you know in school like kids are always like why are we learning this this is not going to apply to my real everyday life like when they're sitting in math class they're like when am i ever going to need to know trigonometry well maybe you will need to okay we don't know <laughs> so but i don't know i was thinking that like for education purposes like i think it's an incredibly important thing to be able to be taught how to teach yourself because exactly people don't learn the same way or people know their niches. Like I know my capabilities. I know what I can and cannot do. I know what I need to do to improve on certain things and how, I, how I can do it to make it better. If that makes any sense. And then, like and then for, it's up to you to decide whether or not that needs to be done. Right. I don't know. Yeah. Whether or not I need to put more effort or emphasis on it. Right. It was a whole thing when I was like learning computers programming and stuff like that. I, I've learned a lot in computer programming. I've learned enough to be able to probably, I could probably get a career in computer computer programming. Would I ever do that? No, because I don't enjoy doing it enough to, to be doing it for the rest of my life as a career, right? But I enjoy it enough to be doing it as a hobby, right? And I know that. Uh, so people then... always always look at things as being the final destination, though, like. Like, like for the rest of your life, you said, but wow, who says you have to do anything for the rest of your life? You don't have to do what you're doing right now for the rest of your life. Hell no. I want to keep learning. If As soon as I stop learning, then I know that I need to move on, right? So if my job... That's the main takeaway of why they teach you all that stuff in like high school that kids are always complaining about, oh, oh will I ever need to learn this? You need to know how to learn stuff and... Mm -hmm. You need to be thinking. It's so easy, especially when you get out of school, to not have to really think about what's happening to you or what you're doing. You just, yeah. you just show up every day and not really critically think about what you're doing. Exactly. Because it gets to a point where your brain will just like stop firing neurons at certain points in your brain, and then that's it. You're not constantly you exercising. Exactly. Your brain's also a muscle in, in terms of like learning and and growing right i that's important to me that's it's like out of anything i do in life or anything i do as a career as long as i'm learning um and i enjoy what i'm learning like it's a big piece of it too um then i yeah i'm happy i'm doing that that's why everything in regards to my current career like my day is never the same i'm always learning i'm always doing new things there's even things that like i'm doing or having to like relearn because I did it wrong the first time, which is great. I love that. Well, yeah. Right? 
And that's a part of uh, when you said about playing a video game and that you don't want to finish Breath of the Wild. Well, your first run of Breath of the Wild is not going to be your best run. That was your learning run. That was the one where you made all the mistakes. But that game is fun for making mistakes, and they made it so it would be fun to discover a lot of stuff in, right? Yeah. But now you know all that stuff. So my mindset is on this, is that I know me, right? When I, how I am, if I beat a game, I usually don't touch it for a long time until it gets to the point where I've completely forgotten, well, not completely, but forgotten most aspects of the game to want to play it again. You want the video game to always be a, a, a revelatory experience where, uh, let's say you're playing through Portal 2, but Portal 2 wouldn't be fun for you if you right away knew the solution to every puzzle. Exactly. I, as long as I was able to like forget enough about the game for it to feel like a genuine new experience, well, newish experience, or refreshed experience, then I'd play it again. It's the same thing with Skyrim. Well, like sense. I played, I played the shit out of Skyrim. Like I put hundreds of hours into that game. Didn't touch it for like four years. Played it again like two weeks ago, and just like haven't put it down since. Wow, that game's awesome. It is awesome. But that's that's you can you can do it that way, or you can at a certain point, then the game stops giving you challenges. You have to make your own challenges, like you said with the people in the chat that were like, "Put that weapon down." Well, the first thing that people do when they go back into Zelda is they go, "What if I could beat this game with only three hearts?" Right? <laughs> like, I'm yeah. never picking. What up if a I could beat this game without ever picking up a weapon? What if I beat this game without ever putting on any armor? Right. You give yourself challenges. How fast can I beat this game, right? Well, my current goal in Skyrim is to collect every single legendary item in that game. Well, good luck. I don't know how many there are, but there's probably a lot. I think there's a lot, but um, I'm trying to do it without any any um, walkthroughs or anything like that, which is going to be twice as hard. But uh, I, I want to try and find as many as I possibly can and then look at a walkthrough and see how many I got. Because uh, it's the reading material in the game is actually pretty important to be able to find legendary items. So, and that's something I'm really notoriously bad for. If I'm playing a game, I rarely read the text. I think <laughs> like that, I'll play. I think that would be a cool thing to stream. I think people would watch that. Yeah. Yeah, you say look at trying to find every legendary in Skyrim. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Why? Why not? I'd watch that. So far, the only thing I've found is um, like the Daedra, the Daedra statues or the oh, nice, right? So um, you do those challenges and everything like that, and sometimes you get um, specific items. Can't remember what the staff is. I think it's called like the Wulamon staff or something like that. It uh, it literally does random properties. So when you hit somebody with the spell on, with this staff, it like t transforms them into something else. So like you can, you use a spell on a chicken and it turns into a dragon. <laughs> nice, right? Yeah, it's super. It's super funny. There's also another one called Dawnbreaker, right? So Dawnbreaker is meant. Yeah, it's a sword that you get from the sky and everything like that. I haven't beat that mission yet, but um, I had it when I played my last playthrough, and it does like extra damage to undead and like has a chance to like blow up. Like every time you kill someone or kill an undead, it like has like a burst of flame. Oh, so these are like weapons that have special abilities too, right? Yeah, exactly. It's, they're like slightly irregular. They either look differently or they have special properties or abilities. 
like a legendary weapon in World of Warcraft or in uh, uh, Destiny. They're the gun, legendary guns. The epic guns would have different properties. Epic guns. Yeah, there's I, epic guns in Destiny. I played Destiny. I played the first Destiny, and I think I got to like level thirty and stopped playing. Like I, I just didn't. I, I didn't get too far into it. I didn't get I too far Destiny invested too into for it. a while, but yeah, I just it wasn't it wasn't really my thing. But the epic guns were cool. That was kind of always what you're looking for. Was what's the next epic gun I can get? Because they would have some unique feature like this one conducts lightning to everybody when you shoot them. Like that's pretty cool. That that does sound pretty dope. Did you end up playing Elder Scrolls Online at all? Uh, a little bit. Mostly we downloaded that game to play with you, so we had been waiting for for you so we could play it. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, I, I was worried because if you guys are going to progress too far and I don't have a PC right now, so then I'd be like a level one. It'd be like World of Warcraft all over again. We didn't touch <laughs> it. We wanted that specifically to be a game where nobody knows what's up. Anyway, we, we should probably wrap it up because I think we could talk. We could easily talk for another hour. Yeah, I know. All right, Jason, thank you so much for tuning in this week. I appreciate it. It was an emotional stream. All right. Thank you so much for listening and tune in next week.